BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, Freckled Foodie fam. Today's solo episode is one that we've been talking about a lot um, over the past, I guess, like four-ish months. But my decision to stop drinking in a now unpacking of like what has happened since I've given it up, you know, I did that episode, which I will link in the show notes of why I kind of decided to give it up. And now I'm reflecting on the time since I've given it up, how I feel, what's been happening. You guys submitted a lot of questions that I want to dive into. So this is hopefully an informative and helpful episode and also something that I can direct people to for anyone who has questions on this topic when I reference it across my platforms because it's obviously something I talk about even just candidly in discussing a weekend or whatever it may be. I do just want to preface that like this episode is something I definitely want to talk about, but I also do not have all the answers. This is just my experience. That's all I can share. Similarly, when I talk about alcohol and my decision to cut out alcohol I did not struggle with addiction so that it this conversation does not include that I obviously recognize that a lot of people in this world do struggle with addiction and it's not as easy of a decision to just simply make so I'm not at all like looking over that fact it's just not something that I experienced similarly it's why I don't call myself sober because I haven't given up like plant substances, which we will also dive into. And on that note, I do just want to say, like, I feel, I guess vulnerable is the term. And I feel a sense of like a vulnerability hangover sometimes when I share all this stuff and lay it out there for you guys, whether it's talking about this or my anxiety or family stuff, whatever it might be, because a lot of people do consume this. And it's this feeling of like putting it out into the world for anyone to depict in the way that they want. And I don't think that I would feel this way if I was not a mom. And I think that that's also something very interesting to unpack is like, why as a society do we put so much pressure and like shame on mothers for certain things? So I know that not everyone agrees with my decision. um, But I want to make it very clear I'm not like telling you you have to do anything this is just my decision what I have done and how I've been feeling so let's chat about my no booze life come on in take a seat pour a drink pass one to me freckles foodie and friends talking about life sides and ends throw away your hesitations have a filter 
So first and foremost, I would obviously recommend listening to the episode that I did a few weeks ago that was like, I haven't drank alcohol in four weeks and I feel amazing. I'll link it in the show notes. It resonated with a lot of you because it discussed my reasoning on why I decided to cut out booze. Um, But for anyone who hasn't listened to that and doesn't have the time and wants the spark notes, basically... I have always been someone who I think has had a very healthy relationship with alcohol. I've n- I'm not like the person in the friend group that's always blacked out and needing to be taken care of, throwing up, like doing things I don't remember. I have very much been the person that enjoys drinking. I like the taste of alcohol and rarely am I like the drunkest at the party. Very, very rarely. I don't know if that's ever even happened. However, I definitely drink frequently or I did drink frequently like I grew up in a very alcohol forward household where it was completely normalized to drink every night and I definitely went into college having been able to drink and allowed to drink at my house with the sense of okay it's alcohol like whatever it's not like oh my god I've never seen this thing before give it to me and you know in college I definitely drank a decent amount partied, whatever. Same thing. Wasn't the one that was always being taken care of. And post-college, it was a similar vibe. But I also like did drink frequently because that was, I guess, how I was raised. Like I do think it's a difference of upbringing when I talk about it with my friends. I think there are people who were around alcohol a lot and it was normalized to be like drinking with meals and stuff like that. And We, I will include myself in this sector, are the type of people that like will sit down and watch a movie by ourselves and have dinner with a glass of wine. And like that was never something that occurred to me that not everyone did, if that makes sense. And then I think there are people who maybe weren't as, um, I don't know what the correct terminology, exposed maybe, or just their parents weren't as big of drinkers. And they're not people who are drinking regularly, but it's more like they drink to get drunk And I say that just based on conversations I've had with my friends who maybe are in that sector. So for me, I was pretty consistently drinking. I mean, I've said this on here, like I would have sober Mondays, quote unquote, where I wouldn't drink on Mondays because I would realize if I didn't make that like decision, I was going consistently many, many nights in a row where I'm like, oh my God, have I drank like every night this month, especially in the summer. And some of you might be like, what the fuck? That is so much. And I get that. But other people might, I don't know, have lived a similar experience. And again, I'm not saying that in this period of my life, I was drinking many drinks and getting drunk every night. It was like a glass of wine here, two glasses of wine there, a cocktail at a restaurant, three cocktails at a bar. Like it depended on the night. Either way, I always was jealous of people that did not drink. And I went through a stint of like six-ish months after my accident where I didn't drink because of my concussions. And that felt very different to me because that was not on my terms. That was like a decision that was made for me because I got in the accident because of my concussions. I wasn't supposed to and it didn't feel good if I drank and therefore it was taken off the table for me. And that made me angry because I was like, this just happened. I I didn't want to make this decision. And that was really something I struggled with. However, I also was able to recognize that I was still jealous of people who actively made the decision not to drink. And I got back into drinking. And over the past four years, I've felt this like, I wish I didn't drink, but I also really like 
the taste of alcohol, so I'm just going to keep drinking. And I honestly don't even know what really set me off. I think that everything changed when I became a mom. You guys know my listeners and my community. If this is your first time listening or hearing me, then like maybe you don't know. But you know that I struggled with postpartum and I had postpartum depression and a little bit of postpartum anxiety. And for me, I found myself in times and moments in the darkest moments I've had in my life were in this postpartum experience. And there were times where I was just really fucking depleted. And in those moments, if I was hungover, it was like, I don't want to do this. What have I done? I don't want to be a mom. Um, things that I feel so much shame admitting because I know that there's so much judgment. But if I'm being honest, that was my truth and lived experience and the moments where I weren't feeling that way I was loving my life I was loving being a mom I was really proud of the mom I was and I was so happy and for me it became really clear that alcohol was playing a role in this because it wasn't even like oh I'm drunk one night and the next day I feel this way it was kind of this like ongoing feeling and I was being affected more than I think I realized by the one or two glasses of wine on a random night. And for me, there was this weekend where we went out, we had a double date with our friends. Like it wasn't like even a crazy night. I probably had a drink or two at dinner and then we went to a bar and I had a few, maybe two drinks, a beer. I don't even know. And the next day I was hungover and I was just like, I fucking hate this. I hate being hungover. My anxiety is through the roof. I'm depressed. I don't, want to do anything mom related and that was kind of my wake-up call where I'm like I like being a mom I love who I am as a mom I'm really proud of myself why am I doing something that is actively taking away from that joy why am I doing something that is actively making me not want to do what I love and that became the aha moment for me I guess I don't know Again, if you listen to that episode, I kind of was like, I think I'm going to cut it out for a bit. I really thought it was going to be like a week. I was like, I'm just going to cut back on booze. And even in the episode, I'm like, I don't know what this means for me in the future. What I can say is when I cut back or cut out, I was shocked by how much better I felt. And every time I think about it, even with this episode, I said with the initial episode, I had a wedding coming up and it was like, I'll probably drink at the wedding. Every week it was like, oh, it's been another week. That's kind of surprising. I don't really want alcohol. I feel great. Like, why would I change this? And then it was like, well, I'll probably drink at that wedding I have. And then the wedding came around and I was like, no, I don't actually want to drink. And I don't know. It's just continued to go on that way. And so now I think I'm at like a little over four months. Let me actually check. Yeah, like four and a half months. And I'm not going to say I'll never drink again, but like I just don't really, I don't want to. And for everyone who always asks like that exact question, that's kind of the answer. It's just, I, I honestly don't have an interest in it. Um, I asked you guys to submit questions. I don't know why I just said submit weirdly. And I kind of tried to organize them. So in regards to my decision to stopping, this is a question that has actually come up 
a decent amount. And I think that because there's this whole movement right now for the quote unquote sober curious to some, it feels like it's the new trend. And so I do get where this is coming from. Someone asked, subconsciously or consciously, do you think you stopped alcohol for diet or weight reasons at all? And then someone else said, like, do you feel that this is the new diet culture? So to answer the first question, absolutely not. There was zero weight loss that was involved in this decision. Um, To be completely honest, I did end up losing weight I don't know if it had to do with giving up drinking. I would assume it maybe did. Um, but I actually hit a weight that I don't want to be. So I'm working with a dietitian to gain weight. Um, so this definitely had nothing to do with weight loss reasons. I was not in a place whatsoever in my life where I even was thinking about my weight or wanting to lose weight at all. If anything, that was, which I know not everyone can relate or maybe not everyone's going to enjoy me saying, but I actually think that that was one of the downsides of me giving up alcohol. It, it, I've lost more weight than I would like to. And I, I am now working on gaining some weight back because I am not interested at all in being at the number or any lower than I am. Um, when it comes to the relation to diet culture, this is where I think intention is everything. And I actually sp- spoke about this with my therapist. Yes, it is on social media a lot right now. You know, there are a lot of TikToks focused on sober curiosity. I think that diet culture can play a role depending on what your intention is. If your intention is to give up alcohol because you're seeing people do it and you want to look like them, or you want to lose XYZ pounds and this is a way that you can easily control intake and get to a level you want to, if this is something that you're just turning to obsess over, I get how, yes, that can be tied back to diet culture. Absolutely. For me and my therapist, I do not feel the correlation to diet culture at all because my intention is solely mental. I was in a depressed state and running anxious. For me, when I gave up alcohol, that is when I noticed the biggest change. And I have tried a lot of things to help with my mental health. So if I notice that I am a generally happier person, I am less quick triggered, I am more patient, I am less easily frustrated and triggered, generally just fucking high on life and happy, why would I not continue that? And I think that's like the number one answer I give anyone when they ask why I'm doing this. So for me, I don't see the correlation at all in diet culture roots in my specific example, but I understand how you might. So I do think maybe that's something to be wary of if you have an obsessive behavior, which past, which someone has asked me, like, you know, do you nervous, do you get nervous? This is your next obsession. It's something I've definitely talked about with my therapist because I don't want it to be the next obsession, but we both feel comfortable with where I'm at because it's really all because I'm feeling good. And like, this is where I'm so blown away by our society. And even like a lot of these questions imply it. And if you haven't, I cannot recommend the book quit like a woman enough. I'll tag it in the show notes or I'll link it in the show notes. But in the book, it it really, I listened to an audiobook completely changed the way I think about alcohol and like had me take a step back and 
recognize how our society treats alcohol. And it's so fascinating, eye-opening, depressing, and mind-blowing that as a society, we question when someone chooses not to drink alcohol instead of questioning why someone chooses to drink alcohol when it is literally a like addictive poison. So that is what is so interesting to me that so many people are wondering when I'm going to drink again or why I don't just drink a little and go quote unquote damp versus totally cutting it out or how do you celebrate or have fun and questions like that where I almost think if you flip it on its head, the concept of drinking is more similar to diet culture in the sense of it's a narrative pushed on us by media and people making money off of our consumption and off of this belief that we need XYZ thing to be something. You need this product, this weight loss product, to look like this unattainable person so that you're considered quote-unquote pretty, right? That's like the basis of diet culture. Similarly with alcohol, it's you need this product, alcohol, that is also hurting you to be quote-unquote a person, a fun girl, you know, that girl, whatever it might be, to celebrate, to have fun, to be with friends, all of these things that we've been told that aren't necessarily true. And I'm not trying to get on this high horse at all. I'm just really encouraging us all to take a step back and like reconfigure how we think about this because it's been a very eye-opening experience observing how people respond to my decision and what questions they prompt. Um, Similarly, someone said, do you ever consider doing a low booze lifestyle as opposed to not drinking at all? If I was in a place where there were nights where I really wanted, and I don't mean crave, but wanted, where I wanted that drink, I wanted to have that feeling, I wanted to feel that way the next day, I wanted all of those things, yeah, I would. But I haven't been in that scenario. Have I found myself in moments where leading up to things, I'm like, oh, I think I'll crave drinking? Yes, such as the bachelorettes that we'll get into. But in the actual moment, have I wanted it? No. So that's kind of, I guess, just the main reason. It's also just easier for me. It takes out this like mental game of do I want it? Do I not want it? Do I do I want to have one? Do I want to have two? What about this? I'm just like happier not drinking. Um, so what it looks like now, a lot of you ask, what do you order when you're out to a dinner or a bar or whatever? So if I am at a dinner that has a good cocktail menu, I will normally look at the cocktail menu. Some might have mocktails, so obviously I'll look at the mocktail menu. If they don't, if there's a cocktail that I really like the looks of, I'll just ask if they can make it virgin. In today's world, most restaurants are able to do that. If they're not, I'll say, is it possible to have a mocktail that's citrusy and bubbly? If I'm at a bar that's like a nice cocktail bar, I'll do the same thing. If I'm at like a dive bar where I'd normally be getting like a beer or something like that, I just ask for a seltzer. Oh my God. Hello, speech impediment. A seltzer, splash of grapefruit, and a lime. Basically a Paloma without the tequila. Similarly, if I'm home and, you know, on the bachelorette trips or whatever, and I'm making something that I want to 
tastes more exciting than water, that's what I'll make. I also love some non-alcoholic beers. I'm someone that loves the taste of beer. So I would say Athletic Brewing is definitely my favorite. Their IPA, if you like IPAs, you're not just going to hate IPAs and like this product. Um, And then there was also another one. I just had to look it up, but it's called Groovy, G-R-U-V-I. I'll link both of those in the show notes. None of this is sponsored. Um, I just enjoy them. I also like their IPA. But quite honestly, uh, yes, there's a lot of non-alcoholic options to explore right now. There are so many. I love that for people who are not drinking. I don't really want to like completely overcomplicate things, if we're being honest. If we're at a restaurant, that's a different scenario. But if I'm at home, I don't really need something elaborate. Um, quite honestly, there's nothing better to me than my big glass jar with ice and a spindrift and my glass straw after taking an edible like that drink, the quench that it gives me, the satisfaction, I can't even explain. So do you ever miss the taste of alcohol and do you feel comfortable trying other people's drinks? Sometimes I miss the taste of alcohol, like a spicy margarita. Yes, I do. Um, but I'm also, yes, I'm, I'm not, because I'm not a recovering alcoholic, I feel comfortable asking someone for a sip of their drink and I've done it many of times um like at the bachelorette my friends were trying that whole like rose jalapeno thing and I was like oh I'm curious what that tastes like can I have a sip same thing we were at a bar and they were making these really good margaritas that everyone was saying they were so delicious and I was curious so I asked can I have a sip me having a sip it is interesting to me I taste it I get why people like it it's something that I'm curious about I taste it it taps that curiosity and I'm like okay now I know what it tastes like But I actually have not been in a scenario where I'm like, oh, my God, I want more of that. So another one of you asked, do you feel you're obsessing over it with an obsessive past? Is that triggering? And do you feel pressure to keep this streak alive versus breaking it? This is something I'm definitely working or not working on. This is something I have absolutely brought forward to my therapist and we just are keeping an eye on. It's not something I want to become obsessed with. I think the fact that I'm trying other people's drinks and having sips if I want shows that I'm not, but I also understand that my brain can work that way. The pressure to keep this streak alive, no, because I'm not, again, this isn't like a, I'm not saying anyone's life is over, but if you are in, if you're, this is so hard because I cannot speak for other people, but if you take someone who has chosen to get sober due to an addictive past, I think that sobriety number can mean a lot based on people I know in my life and podcasts I have listened to of recovering addicts. I don't feel that attachment to a number because it doesn't mean that for me. It's not this thing that is so important and life-changing and intense. And even if you listen, like I'm taking a lot of this from Dak Shepard as if I know him, but the way he speaks about AA is it's it's one day at a time every day. And similarly with addicts in my life, I know that. So I know that they can potentially feel pressure to keep a streak alive versus breaking it. And I think that's why there's that focus on one day at a time instead of these long numbers. For me, I don't feel that pressure because I don't really care if I break the streak. Like my Someone in my life doesn't drink and she even just texted being like, oh my gosh, wow, it's been three years since I drank. Like 
with the exception of a few toasts of champagne. Like, and because hers, same thing, is not rooted in addiction, I, I, I don't think that number matter not that any of it matters this is really confusing for me to verbalize because i don't i totally understand that it's a slippery slope there's a fine line i don't want to ill speak or like speak for a population that i don't know anything about um but i personally don't feel a deep attachment to that number and even if i had a drink it would still be like yeah i don't drink and i haven't drank in whatever it's not like i've never had a sip in this amount of time I don't know if any of that made sense. Um, okay. A lot of you want to know about my love for plant substances. This is one similarly, I say similarly a lot. This is one where there is a fine line of, yes, I want to share. It's something I feel comfortable to an extent sharing about, but I also want to like hopefully have people respect boundaries, but also like, realize that not everyone's going to agree with me. So plant substances wise. Also, the reason we're doing this is because fucking Instagram, as you guys know, keeps censoring me and it's driving me insane and it's removing my content. Anything if I mention mushrooms, absolutely taken down. And then some stuff if I mention weed. So we're going to lay it all out on here. Um, the first question be, being, why cannabis over alcohol? So I just dove into why I gave up booze, right? The main reason obviously being my depression and anxiety following drinking alcohol, whether it's a drink or five. I do not feel any of that with cannabis. I do not feel a hangover. I do not feel a mental hangover. I do not feel an emotional hangover. I do not feel anxiety, depression, any of those negative things after taking it and the next day and the days following. I also am just really fucking like giggly and light, I guess is the only way to say it, when I partake in cannabis. And for me, it like quiets so much of the noise in my brain and allows me to tap into a more creative side of my brain. It allows me to be a little bit more present and let go of some of the things that maybe like hold me down in my brain. And that is why I highly enjoy cannabis over alcohol. What cannabis do you use and how do you buy it? So cannabis is legal in the state of New York. So obviously, this depends on where you are. If you're in a state like California, you obviously have a much easier access to it. I'm extremely jealous. The issue with New York is that it's legal to consume and purchase, but there's something where it's not actually legal to sell. I, I don't know the full legal terms, but you have to, there are some work arounds, I guess. Um, a, you could have a medical marijuana license, which I've had in the past and did enjoy, but B, there are some places in the city that are workarounds such as Empire Cannabis Club, where it's more of like a, it's a membership. So you're paying a membership fee to get into the door and then you're purchasing what they have. I prefer going somewhere like there. I'm not, I've never been a drug dealer girl. Like I don't like having a drug dealer because I don't trust people or things. Um, there are specific companies that I really enjoy. I like Kiva, their chocolate bars. They are also the parent company for Camino that makes my favorite edibles. 
gummies. I like the Pulse gummies as well. Um, and then the Kana, I think it's called. Okay, yeah, it's Kana, but the one is not Pulse. It's Plus. Um, I'll link their links in the show notes also, but you're not going to be able to like buy them online. Well, if you live in some states, you are, and I'm very jealous. Um, I prefer edibles. Just that is my preferable high. It also, I think, is, I mean, not think. It's just better for my lungs. And dosage-wise, this is going to depend on everyone. And this is not advice. I want to be very clear. Do not take me for advice. Although I'm not telling you to at like large, large amount. But I just had this conversation with one of you in my DMs of like, how much do you take? I am not getting like baked, stoned, where I'm like unable to exist in this world. I think that's also part of the stigma around weed is that's this image we've been sold in television and media and everywhere that it's you're on the couch, you can't move, you can't function, you can't speak, all you're doing is eating chips. That's not my high. That's not what I look like when I'm taking an edible. I'm taking a small dosage just to like ease things a little, make life a little funnier, a little gigglier, a little lighter. Um, So I typically am taking two and a half to five milligrams. Have I taken more prior to having a child where I had a full day to just fucking do nothing? Yeah, I have. Um, But that's not what my world looks like now. So that is the dosage I'm taking. And I know that this will be a follow-up question. For me, I don't feel comfortable partaking in any of this while Liam is like still awake and with me. So this is all done after he falls asleep. Yes, I know he could still wake up getting ahead of people who are going to mom shame me already on this. Again, I'm functioning and capable of taking care of my child with the dosage I'm taking. Um, I also think that this plays a huge role in the conversation of what we were discussing in the terms of what our society has like been sold by the booze industry and the alcohol industry because this whole mommy wine culture is like so normalized and celebrated there's merch, there's jokes, there's commentary, there's means, there's meat, like all of this stuff, which in my opinion is way more detrimental. So that is my love for cannabis. Um, people want to know about mushrooms. And I realize that people have a lot of question, questions about mushrooms. I am in the works of trying to find someone that is like in, in this world specializing in the mushroom industry who can come on to talk about it. What I can say is that I have begun partaking in mushrooms over the past few months. If you guys have been following me for a while, you know that I was really interested in trying them two plus years ago. It's actually the reason why I took a pregnancy test and found out I was pregnant because I had a plan to take them the next day. And I was like, oh, better be safe. That was the shock of the century. Um, So... This is something I've only recently begun exploring, but I have very much enjoyed them. This is not something that I'm doing nearly as frequently. However, I am very interested in the concept of a like actual microdosing program, which I can't speak on because I haven't done it and I don't know enough information to share. If you know of a program that like you've done or heard of and you want to send my way, be my guest. I would really love that. But for me... I've partaken in mushrooms on more of like a going out experience where either it's a wedding or a bachelorette party at a bar, like later night going to be that type of thing. Again, 
I am not on like a full trip of mushrooms. I'm not judging anyone who is, but I just want to be very clear. I think there's this misunderstanding that I'm like tripping balls when I do this. Not at all. I prefer to do a micro amount. That's my personal preference. The chocolate bars that I take, I'm taking like one to two squares max over a spread out amount of time. The difference everyone always wants to know of my mushroom experience versus my edible or weed experience is that when I'm high, I'm I'm aware that I'm high. I'm giggling, I'm laughing, like I am literally doing a introspective therapy session in my brain. Like I work through so much shit on edibles. It is mind blowing. I'll come to therapy and I'm like, okay, well, here's what I completely figured out about my life. Um, So I'm aware that I'm high. With mushrooms, it's so much the dosage that I'm taking in the background where everything just feels a little bit elevated. Everything feels a little bit more fun. Everything feels a little brighter, um, a little funnier. But you're not aware that it's happening. I, I don't know how to verbalize that. And it's a very different experience, obviously, if you're on a full trip and you're experiencing like hallucinations, which I'm not. But it's just this little thing in the background that you don't even notice until maybe you take a step back and you're like, I'm so happy. This is so fun. And I'm like, oh, got it. But I'm not like, oh my God, wow, I feel this. I That's the best way I can verbalize it. Um, do I always, someone asked, do you always smoke or take mushrooms for parties, weddings, and nights out now? I just answered this and then I actually like deleted to re-say it because my answer didn't make sense but it's so this is exactly what I'm saying I feel so much weirdness and maybe shame is the word or more just fear and like vulnerable of judgment in answering this where if someone asked you drink every night you go out like every time you go to a wedding or a party or a bar I would say yes without like and I wouldn't feel anything I'd say yeah of, of course I do and it's so fucking normalized but like there's so much uncomfortableness. I'm like, oh, if I say yes, people are going to judge me. People are going to think I'm crazy. Like people are going to think I'm an abuser of substances. I can't explain it. But it's see, it's even ingrained in me the way that society has forced us to believe about alcohol versus other things. So do I always for the most part? Yeah, I do. Mushrooms weigh less, but an edible or like a hit of a dosist pen or a joint. Yes, I do. Um, and I guess I need to own that. So yeah, there you go. If you weren't using cannabis and or mushrooms, do you think it would be harder for you to cut out alcohol? On an everyday level, no. On a going out level, yeah. I can't deny that. Absolutely. Um, just being around, like not even being around my friends, but more so being in these places like bars where there are drunk people. Like, I need, I hate that I say I need, but yes, having edibles, weed, and or mushrooms does, I think, take away that, like, for me, this isn't a great thing, but I'm being honest, like, a a judgment, maybe, of others, or an annoyance of others, or more allowing me a toleration of others if they're drunk and I am not. Is that great? No. Is that something I should probably, like mentally unpack yeah but I also think uh, almost everyone would feel that way and I don't know so I do think it would be harder I can't deny that if I was like going out out but I 
don't necessarily think it'd be harder for like a regular night situation. Also, because I know a lot of you will ask this and or have messaged me this, um, you can follow at wavy underscore bar on Instagram. And if you DM them freckled foodie, then you will get accepted and there will be more information there. So feelings now. What have you learned that could apply to modifying and not totally cutting out alcohol? Well, I've definitely learned that through reading or listening to Quit Like a Woman, I've really had my eyes opened to the alcohol industry and how it has been served and integrated into our lifestyle, specifically as Americans, in a really fucked up way and has deeply caused me to reflect on my relationship with alcohol, my past relationship with alcohol, family's relationship with alcohol. Like, it's really been an eye-opening experience. And so I definitely think that that applies, even if you're choosing to modify, of just the feeling of we need it to do things. I've learned that you can absolutely celebrate without it. You do not need it to celebrate. I've learned that you can have fun, so much fun without it. I've learned that I can be a much happier person when I'm not drinking. And that could be you choosing not to drink some weekends or some nights. Um, For me, that looks like just not drinking. But for the perfect example being, I was at these bachelorettes or I've been on these weekend trips. The Sundays coming home from these things used to absolutely destroy me. I would be questioning my entire existence, my life, my decisions, what like I'm doing for work. I would question everything. I would feel this anxiety heavier than anything I can explain. And for me, the fact that I'm now able to come home from these trips and not feel any of that is life-changing. I came home from The Bachelorette three-ish weeks ago and got up early, got home by like 11, had the full day with Liam, went grocery shopping, went to the park, had so much fun, hung out with him, wanted to play with him, wanted to do all these things, had an amazing day with my son. And the biggest thing for me was like, that would have been such a different experience had I been drinking this week. And for the sake of me as a mother and my son as my child, I'm so grateful that we got to live the experience we did. What have you noticed physically and mentally since giving up booze? Mentally, just more happiness. I just feel lighter. I feel happier. And like you guys have all been DMing me being like, I love how happy you look. You are glowing. You seem like you're living your best life. And it's always interesting for me. I actually talked about this with my therapist where when I'm at my happiest, I weirdly kind of feel like I have to tame it back from sharing because hurt people hate seeing happy people. And that's when the trolls come and that's when people get angry, which is so fucking twisted and like even fucked for me because I want to please everyone that I can't even share when I'm happy but I think it's obvious if you consume my content that I'm probably the happiest I've been in a very very long time and that is hands down the biggest mental change I notice I'm not as I kind of said this but easily aggravated um I'm not as short fused. I am not all of the things that I used to dislike about myself mentally. Physically, I I mean, yes, I did end up losing a bit of weight. I don't feel like swollen 
I guess, or like as that kind of feeling, you know, after the night of drinking, um, I didn't ever really struggle with my skin. So I can't say that my skin cleared up. I guess that would really be the only main physical change. Someone asked me actually if my digestive issues have been better. I felt like I was in a really good place digestively. So no, I, I also don't think I've noticed a difference there. Now on to the friendship category. So how do you navigate going out with friends without drinking? And how do you navigate the combo on why you don't drink with people you've never met? So all of the people who are close with in my life know that I've just chosen to not drink anymore. It honestly, like I had a comment that asked me, um, are, were any of your friends worried that you were going to kill the mood on your bachelorette trip? And I was like, that is exactly what I'm saying of this belief we've been sold that you can only have fun if you drink alcohol. If any of my friends ever told me that they felt that way or even like hinted at that or I knew felt that way, they would not be my friend. Friends who are questioning you, making decisions that are helping you be the best version of yourself that are putting your mental health first, like those are not friends at all. What so fucking ever. So I would not surround yourself with people like that. You should be surrounding yourself with people who are supporting you, who are proud of you, who are happy for you, who want you to make the changes that you want to make. So for me, all of my friends have been 110% supportive. And I'm so grateful that that's my answer. And it proves that I've surrounded myself with incredible fucking people who uplift me and who want me to be the best for myself and there's nothing more to that. I mean, navigating going out with friends, I just go out with them and I'm just simply not drinking. And, you know, I said this on one of the bachelorettes, like there was a girl who, who like I'm not extremely personally close with, but I'm friends with her. We're friends from different walks of life in the bride's life. And she was like pouring everyone shots and in not a condescending way at all, she poured a water shot and was like, Cam, I want you to be included. And I was like, that is so fucking nice. And like she was doing it very, I know how someone could hear that and be like, oh God, that's so condescending. It wasn't at all. It was in such a like, I wholeheartedly want you to be included and I support this decision for you. And I was like, I really appreciate you. And I did that for the rest of the weekend. If they would take shots at the bar and when they got specialty shots, they brought me out like a mocktail shot. You know, people are aware of it. No one questions it. They're just supporting me. Um, navigating the conversation on why I don't drink with people I've never met. If someone asks, which like, again, we're just nosy as a culture. I normally, if they're like, oh, do you want to drink? I'm like, oh no, I don't drink. I find there's a big difference of saying I don't drink and I'm not drinking tonight. I think if you say I'm not drinking tonight, there is this room for people who I don't appreciate this at all, but I'm being honest. People to pressure you. Oh, come on. Loosen up a little. Have a little fun. What's a drink going to do? I fucking hate people like that. Okay? And I, I've i said this before. This is something I feel passionately about. People who have a problem with you not drinking are people who are uncomfortable with their own drinking habits. And I wholeheartedly believe that. From personal experience, I know who these people are in my life. And I think all of them would agree to say they don't have the best relationship with alcohol um and thankfully all of this behavior has changed as we've gotten older I mean that as I know people in my life who had done that to me in the past um I just say I'm not drinking if someone asks like oh when did you stop drinking I'm very comfortable sharing 
I've struggled with anxiety and depression and it's really helping my mental health. Like I feel no shame in that. So I simply just say that I can't speak for you as a listener because I don't know why you've given up alcohol and I don't know what you feel comfortable sharing, but I think you can just simply say, Oh, I'm just not drinking right now. You know, and that's really none of their business if we're being honest. Um, do you still enjoy going out with friends? Yes. Like I, was so excited for these bachelorette trips. Like, I can't even explain to you. And when we'd be going out, like, I was so fucking pumped to just, like, have fun with my girlfriends, get out there, be in a bar, like, dance. And maybe it's because this is just not, like, my normal life as a mom. So, like, this is providing a small piece of my pre-parent life. I don't know. But I still have so much fun with my friends. So much fun. A lot of people ask, how do you split dinners and weekends and bills, etc., with friends now that you don't drink? Um, I guess this varies for everyone. I am not someone who enjoys nickel and diming bills. I realize that there's a privilege to that. I, I understand that. However, I really don't enjoy doing that. So for me, if I'm going into a group dinner, I'm going in being okay if the bill is just evenly split. That's a decision that I am making. You are responsible for your own decisions. But personally, I am okay going in with that intention. Typically, they will say, like, if it's just a dinner and there are drinks, like, oh, we'll pay the tip. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Um, you know, weekends-wise, for these bachelorettes, as examples, everything's been done in split-wise anyway. So when one person's buying, like, the alcohol for the table or drinks at the bar, they just don't charge me. And that's something that they're all saying. They're just like, oh, by the way, I'm not charging you for the booze. And I'm like, okay, thanks. Um, bachelorettes, I don't know. I'm kind of going in with the mindset to these trips of, like, I'm willing to – I'm able financially and willing to do this and spend this money to celebrate and – support my friend in that way that's not the only way to celebrate and support a friend I realize that not everyone has the financial means to like just kind of throw it to the wind for these bachelorette parties I want to fully acknowledge that however if I'm financially able to I'm not I don't want to make it a thing everyone has kind of been supportive of that where they just say like oh we're not going to charge you for booze for the weekend okay that's great fine I think if you're in a place where you can't Go into the weekend saying, like, whoever's planning – I'm using Bachelorette as an example. I don't know why. But whoever's planning this weekend trip, saying to the maid of honor, whoever it is, like, hey, just as a heads up, I don't drink anymore before I commit to all of these expenses. Is it okay if I'm not charged for the alcohol? I don't know why you would be charged for the alcohol if you're not drinking. I don't know why that would be a stink in that person's response. But just say that. And, like – Similarly, if you are going out to a dinner with friends, I think it matters just having the conversation beforehand if it's something that you're not comfortable splitting evenly. You just preemptively say, hey guys, I'm not drinking. I still want to come to dinner tonight. Is everyone cool if I just either get my own bill or if you guys end up drinking a lot, you guys just cover the tip. I think the uncomfortable can be part is if there are expectations on your end as someone who's not drinking and trying to save and not wanting to split evenly but then there's no conversation beforehand and then there's that kind of like sometimes confusion when the bill comes um how to navigate people peer pressuring you to drink oh this is hard because I want to just be like why the fuck do you care I mean I'd kind of say that I, I have in the past been like I don't really know why it matters to you if I'm not drinking like point blank why why does it actually matter um, but I would just be like, no, I'm good. I still, I'm here to have a fun time. It, I honestly think 
another part of the thing is it makes them question how much they're drinking. It makes them feel like you're going to be hyper aware of how much they're consuming, how they're acting, like you're not on the same page as them. So while I think that's not great, you could reassure them of just being like, oh, it doesn't actually affect you and your drinking at all. Like you, you can drink as much as you want. I'm just not drinking tonight. So thanks. And not even like giving room for that. It's just a, I'm good. I'm actually not going to drink tonight. But, you know, you do you. Go for it. It. it I don't know why it matters to people. Um, and then how has cutting out alcohol affected your relationship and friendships? Honestly, I feel like it really hasn't. People asked me, like, how has your family reacted as someone that's, as a family that's like alcohol forward and alcohol is very present? I thought it would be a thing, if we're being honest. I don't love saying that, but I kind of thought it would be. And it hasn't. And I think that's because, using my mom as an example, she's seen the immense shift in my happiness. And as a mom, I think all she wants from me is to be happy. And it honestly has not been a discussion at all. On the weekends, like it hasn't at all. There's been not, none of that. With Joe, similarly... I think he first-handedly sees the difference. And he has said how proud of me he is for, like, putting my mental health first. And people have asked, like, don't you miss going out on dates and just having, like, a margarita or a glass of wine with your husband? No, because we still go out on dates. We're still doing these things. It's just that mine happens to not have alcohol in it. And I don't get why that is such a big difference. Um, like, it's not, it's not changing that he can have a margarita. It's not changing that he can't have a glass of wine. It's just that I don't want one. I'm still enjoying the experience. He's still enjoying the experience and we still feel connected. And quite honestly, I think if anything, it's impacted and benefited him immensely because I'm a happier person. And like at the end of the day, you want your partner to be as happy as possible, not only for them, but also for yourself. Like it's the best when your partner's happy. Friendship-wise has not impacted my friendships negatively in one bit. If anything, it's helped them. Even one of my closest friends at The Bachelorette like, gave me this whole speech of how proud she is of me and all of these things. And I feel very blessed for the friends and family and partner I have and their continued support in this. Um, the last question is one that I get a lot and I don't fully – completely feel equipped to answer because it's not my lived experience, but how to date as someone in their young 20s that doesn't drink, everyone asks to go for drinks. So my one friend does not drink and is single in her 20s, and we have talked about this. I think, A, if everyone asks to go for drinks, you can still go for drinks. Like, you can still go for – I'm not saying – obviously, it depends if you're sober for certain reasons, but I feel more than comfortable and okay being in a bar, being in a cocktail – place like having drinks so I personally would be like yeah of course and then when we go for drinks just being like by the way or you can say before like I don't drink but I spend a lot of time with my friends at bars or I still love you know checking out cocktail spots and getting delicious mocktails so happy to still go for drinks like it doesn't need to be that they can't drink so I think that A, that can exist. You can still go for drinks and just get one without alcohol. But B, I also think it is kind of a way to like weed out people because if someone is going to have a problem with you not drinking, they're not the person for you. And you then get to find out before it goes any farther. So that's like an easy yes, no response of are they 
going to potentially be the right person for me or are they not at all? And you get to find out very fucking quickly. So I kind of take it as a plus. Like you're weeding out people instead of wasting your time. So I honestly don't know if it's like something you put on a dating app profile or if like you're in conversation of, by the way, I don't drink alcohol. You don't even have to get into reasons. Just... I don't drink alcohol, but would love to go out to dinner. I don't fucking know, guys. I I can't give dating advice because I've never done the dating scene in the city. But I don't think that it has to be this, like, end-all, be-all mass thing. Again, I realize I haven't experienced this. But based on conversations I've had with friends who have, they are in agreement. I hope that this conversation also, like, answered questions that you guys had, was helpful, was informational. I don't know if I can call it educational. What I can say if that is that if you are someone who has made this decision and has felt really positive benefits and is continuing this decision, I'm really happy for you and I'm proud of you and I'm just glad that you are putting your mental health first and finding ways to be the best version of yourself. If you're someone that's interested in this, maybe this will spark trying it for a day, a week, a month, whoever knows. Um, And then lastly, if you have no interest and you're just curious on learning more, hopefully this helped gain some insight onto my mindset around it, what led me to do this, and even maybe help you understand if there's someone in your life who has made this decision on how to best support them or be there for them. So thank you guys for listening. As always, I love you so much and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I love doing this more than anything in the world. If you could be so kind as to rate and or review the show, share a screenshot on your Instagram story, whatever you feel like doing to show some love, I would really appreciate it. Obviously follow at Pod on Instagram and me at Freckled Foodie for more content. Thank you for being a part of the FF fam and I hope you have a wonderful day.